Welcome to Bananas Games Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm. With me, as always, Filtercord. Hey. Uh, this podcast is all about Spider-Man. Spider-Man in uh, basically everything entertainment. Film, games, comics. We'll look at what's been good, what's been bad, and what's to come. But before we get to that, I uh, want to check in with Filtercord, see what's been going on. Yeah, hey, uh, yeah, we've uh, we've had some definitely some stuff cooking over here. Um, I've been working uh, more on our um, kind of our little Dungeons and Dragons campaign. We're gonna be working on um, kind of been writing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to get at least uh, probably a good like four or five hours ready to start, um, and a lot of like nice. extra little things to do. A lot of um, you know the beginning is usually a lot of side quests and stuff. So I've been yeah, we set all that up. We talked about possibly uh, having our first uh, meeting, was it tomorrow? Or maybe, or, uh, yeah. yeah, tomorrow or Sunday early? Yeah, we'll have to uh, kind of see about that scheduling. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so we're going to be um, live streaming it. But, you know, if you miss it, don't worry about that because we will definitely be, uh, like, archiving that footage and kind of putting it up on uh, YouTube. I'll have a link out there at some point here soon so everybody can kind of check that out and um, probably release in smaller chunks so it's not just like one three or four hour video going up once or twice a month. Um, definitely want to space that out more. So Right, we could probably cut it down and release like two parts, uh, like two yeah. parts, you know, like a month or maybe three parts a month. I don't know. Maybe we could even just sync it up and start releasing it when we release the podcast. So. Yeah. yeah, possibly. Um, yeah, so we'll, uh, you know, I, I also have to kind of experiment with uh, the YouTube platform and kind of figure out how that likes to be messed with and everything. So, right. Uh, it'll, I'm sure, kind of be a bumpy start, but um, excited to kind of dig into it. And if you guys are interested, uh, jump back and listen to our previous podcast, all about D and D. We we kind of go into you know like what D and D is, our experiences, and more. So definitely go check that out. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we, uh, we have a little bit of work still left to do. We still have to do some tests. So if you do follow us on Twitch, you can kind of expect, uh, a few tests, maybe today, tomorrow, just trying out audio, making sure everything works and whatnot. Yep. Um, yeah, but, other than yeah. that, um, yeah. I've been, uh, I've, for some reason I've really been getting into Bioshock 2 lately. Oh, cool. Cool. Uh, I don't know what kind of dragged me back to that but um i'm trying to play through all of bioshock 2 just so i can get the full experience um a little more than halfway through that and then um probably gonna play through infinite after that oh nice yeah infinite is uh uh, such a good game um me personally i've just been doing more streaming of the zodiac age um Mm -hmm. i'm rounding the bend on getting the platinum on killing floor 2 i'm literally one trophy away Oh wow! And uh, it's uh, the trophy is beating uh, uh, playing on uh, Hell on Earth mode mm-hmm. and getting a win, and it's it's very difficult. Even at level twenty five, it's wow. you need like specific you need like a specific scenario to play out to make it work. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of crazy. <clears throat> um, but yeah, those are the two main things I've been uh, I've been messing with. Um, been doing a, actually a bit more reading and comic book uh, related reading, which is kind of why we're gonna 
probably talk about Spider-Man. You know, aside mm-hmm. from Homecoming coming out. But yeah, do you want to um, do you want to just start there with Homecoming and kind of talk about that? Yeah, we can talk about Homecoming. Um, I know you. I mean, you're the you're the fresh the fresh one. You've seen it. Uh, you know. Yeah, I just saw it in the last forty eight hours. Uh, what yep. do you think? Uh, I liked it a lot. I liked it more than I thought I would, to be honest. Um, the I don't know the the commercials weren't phenomenal. I don't think. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's kind of tough. Like, how do you market Spider Man at this point? Because there's been, I mean, if you talk about like animated spiders and men, there's been a <laughs> lot. If you talk about the movies, there's been big franchises that are totally unrelated to each other. Um, you know, that had mixed success. So, um, I don't know, like, I, I went in, I think, it, I think it's good to go in without a lot of expectation. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, I was definitely very pre- pleasantly surprised. Good. Um, yeah. I, I, I went in, um, I mean, we've already seen this two other times, you know, mm-hmm. um, the, the, boot up of spider-man of where he's coming from and what's happening and right. uh, i think they did great with i i went in highly minimal ahead. backstory yeah uh we all already know like we've seen yes. this twice already yes. so it's um the success of homecoming really comes from the success of the last two movies telling their story on who peter parker is even for the people who aren't comic fans Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's really cool. Um, they they were in a unique uh, scenario and they used it to their advantage, which is nice. Um, there were a few like I don't know. There's some I, after when I left, I was like there were some weird casting calls. You know, I I don't know. It just um, the super young uh, Aunt May is very weird to me. Yes, the, I agree. The young uh, the younger Peter doesn't bother me. Um, I mean, growing up in the nineties, reading the comic books, uh, like he was always the, I I don't know, I guess the college kid, but since then going forward, we've seen a a variety of what age he is. We've seen Tobey Maguire play him at, uh, like 30 years old. (laughs) He's a 30 year old high schooler. Uh, (laughs) very weird. And he wasn't Um, even the oldest actor there. No, not even close. Um, yeah, but yeah, seeing the, you know, like just getting into high school mm-hmm. it was pretty cool. Um, but I, I don't know. There were like one thing that really threw me off was, um, that, and spoiler, we'll, we'll probably, there'll probably be a few spoilers in here as we yeah. tend to, um, explain things. So if you haven't seen the movie, uh, hold off on this podcast. Yeah, and I mean, like... So here's your warning. Yeah, a lot of the stuff we're going to say... Like, we're not going to talk about the whole plot of the movie or anything. So most of it is probably, like, spoiler stuff that you've already seen anyways. Unless you're being super careful about it. Including, like, again, like, you know, we're talking about some casting choices. So that that kind of stuff's been out there for a long time. So it's nothing yeah. too major. I mean, the only thing that I was going to mention is... Um, that... Was- uh, that... I can't remember her name. She's like, she's the girl who played, I think, Michelle. Uh, Zendaya. That, yeah, her. Um, when at the very, you know, at closer to the end, she's like, my friends call me MJ. 
And I was like, yeah. what? I was like, what? Like, well, my... why, why the fuck would your friends call you that? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> but, but... So she's, she's clearly, she... um, I don't know, like, that's something that, that kind of I, bugged I, me throughout the whole movie. I looked it up. I, I just, I looked it up. And what... What I what I read was she's not the um, MJ, the, you know Mary Jane Watson. She's not that Mary Jane Watson. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just they're, they're they're taking they're taking some liberties here. Yes. Um, and it's hard to tell if she'll be a love interest or if she'll just be, you know, if this like, is almost like an alternate an alternate reality. Of Peter mm-hmm. Parker that happens to be in the reality of the uh, Marvel Universe. So you know, it they can take they can take those liberties. I mean, shit. It, I mean, it belongs to Marvel, and as long as Marvel's like, hey, thumbs up. Like, I mean, it doesn't belong to them, but you know, I mean, it, there's a lot of shades here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. but you know, they're they wouldn't go forward with it if they weren't okay with the. Uh, Right, and the writing like, and what was happening. Yeah, there's clearly a future plan with her and with I would say several of the other kind of like weird casting choices characters. Right. Um, my thing, my biggest thing is that, like, we've seen this story play out a few times. Do you know if his, uh, like, uh, this isn't a spoiler because you'd have to see it for it to spoil anything. The guy in the chair. Do you know if he's like a recurring character? Uh, he is actually um, two characters from other Peter, like Peter Parker storylines, mm-hmm. uh, merged together. Okay. Um, he looks like one from one storyline, and he behaves like a different. And he, I'm not sure if he behave like I'm not sure because I didn't watch the two storylines in question, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, he looks like one, and I assume he's the age of the other. Okay. I think, uh... Like, I mean, his like when I say look, I mean, he dresses a certain way, his hair is a certain way. Um, right, right. You know. Um, so, it, he, he's I, a really interesting character. Yeah, like, it, I mean, overall, I'm gonna be, like, really nitpicky throughout this. Sure. Sure. Uh, specifically when we're talking about the movies, just because, I don't know, that's, like, the point of movies is just to be mean to him. So, yeah. um, well, I think this like, was wrong with it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, clearly, the director was uh, not paying attention to, you know, Quentin Tarantino's camera angles in the Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, like, it, I don't see why there's so many Spider Men, and there's so many storylines and everything. Like, we've had three series of Spider Man movies, and they've all been Peter Parker. Right. And I know that. There has been less Spider-Mans than there have been other heroes that, you know, kind of, like, change name and shape and everything. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't see why they don't just branch out and be like... I mean, this one made some some big liberties, I think, of having him in this gifted school that pretty much erases all of his villains that we've seen in the past high school movies, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's it's erased some i mean like you know his like main love interest character or whatever um so it's kind of odd that they wouldn't just be you know either choose another guy that wasn't peter parker but was very similar Mm -hmm. and go with him or just make an entirely new one 
Well, I think the the main thing that they could have done was then the obvious choice is pick the Miles Morales uh, Peter Parker, which yeah. has been released in the past like five years. Um, it's I, I but from what I've I, heard, his run's kind of done by now, right? I, I'm not sure. Um, okay. I, I haven't looked into yeah you know what's going on in the Miles Morales universe. I'm I, I'm just I'm an I'm an, I'm an old-fashioned, you know, Peter Parker fan. And there are so many parallel universes of, oh, in this universe, Peter Parker married Mary Jane. In this in this universe, um, he married, uh, what's her name? Um, Gwen Stacy. Gwen. Yep, and then in this one, you know, Gwen Stacy lives. In this one, she dies. In this one, he was married to Gwen, but she died, and now he's married to MJ. And there's it, there's so many ways. And I think... If they would have went with Miles Morales, they would have had to have told a different story. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad that they didn't go the Miles Morales route yet. Yeah, I, I don't. I like. I just. Uh, it's so weird. Like the multiple dimension, the multiple realities one, is like. Mm-hmm. It hasn't really been touched in the film franchise. I don't think. Um, the I. I I guess um, Doctor Strange was kind of showing off the multiple dimension, multiple reality, but uh, I, I don't think any of the other movies did so far. So I, I think it'd be risky to, um, you know, kind of like hook up to that ship. But I think that one of the main reasons, I, uh, one of the main reasons they had to go with Peter Parker was because, oh, we're gonna tie this back into the Marvel franchise again. Right. So, I mean, I can see that, like, we finally get Spider-Man back and we get, like, Dick Diggleson or something, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we want OG Peter Parker as young as possible, get a lean British man to do it, and we're good to go. Yeah, um, and I think, uh, casting-wise, um, picking uh, the person that they did mm-hmm. for Spider-Man to play yep. Peter Parker... Tom Holland. Um Fantastic, yeah, Tom Holland. Fantastic idea. Um, I've always been a really big supporter of let's, especially in superhero movies, let's get people that we've never that people have never heard of before. Let's make them yeah. stars. I mean, um... and and it's almost always worked. Um, in the case of you know Wolverine being the exception. Now he was he he looked the part really well when a lot of people think of Wolverine. Um, you know, they think of the Wolverine from the X-Men movies and, you know, the Wolverine right. movies. Um, but, uh, I mean, overall, I just, I would, moving forward, since we know Hugh Jackman is supposedly done playing Wolverine. I've heard that ten times um, before. Yeah, I would love to see um, a new face for that character and it would be it would be really cool yeah. to see him work you know work his way into like the avengers and blah 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 if you know they can come to that right agreement it would be really good to see all mm-hmm. of that um i think the only other case that i can think of that you know a, a few other cases i guess where characters play the part that they were like cast as um mm-hmm. uh, patrick stewart yes playing Professor X, fucking amazing. He is to me. He's Professor X. He looks. He looked the part so well. Yeah, um, and second, uh, I don't know. 
Well, he was an actor for... I love Ian McKellen, but... Uh, uh, Magneto is... Probably my top three. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just... Maybe it was... I don't know. He, he did do a good job, but... There was something that I just... Something more that... I don't know. I imagine Magneto being so powerful. Because he's... Yeah, they I did mean, kind of... When I was, they made him, like, inherently weak. So when he did something that was really amazing, like rip the Golden Gate Bridge up and start whipping people with it, um, it was, right. like, a huge moment, and it was crazy that he was able to do that. And yet, meanwhile, you know, in the X-Men universe, he's, like, a nuclear bomb-grade weapon all the time. Yeah, all the time. Um, and the other one being Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, how could you not love that? That's, well, that's... phenomenal. But getting... Uh, I thought that was really cool that, um, you know, kind of that, like, fan favorite thing that's like, okay, like, clearly this needs to be Ryan Reynolds because, I mean, I'm sure there's other people that can do that role, but who are they? Like, nobody's seen them do it, and they don't have a reason to do it, you know what I mean? Whereas Ryan Reynolds had, like, fully sold it to the audience before he did the role. Even when he did the role in possibly one of the worst Marvel movies to come out. One of the worst movies, yeah. Um but I love the story of Deadpool. I would just sat on the shelf, and then obviously Ryan Reynolds fucking leaked the movie. It, it had to have been him, right? It had to have been like him and maybe like one or two other huh? people that made the movie. Like they're so like coy about it. Like, well, it someone leaked the movie, and then everyone looks at Ryan, and he's like, "What? <laughs> he's fucking Deadpool. That's a Deadpool yes. move." <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. I mean, like. I think that Marvel has done a really good job of um, kind of grabbing people and setting up new actors to take over these, like, established roles. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Chris Evans was relatively fresh when he was Captain America. Um, Chris Hemsworth was almost brand new in the first Thor, right? He had only done, like, two or three other things. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, he he, he hadn't done too, too much yet. I mean, like, certainly um, that was the biggest thing he was signed up for. Chris Evans was Johnny Storm. And Ooh. I think it's unfair that he gets to be Captain America and Johnny well, Storm. Well, I mean, only one movie had an audience. I'm calling him out. I'm calling him out. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but, I loved I loved Captain um, America appearances in this movie. They're oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were some good uh, Captain America appearances. Uh, and it wasn't like he was there like, hey, I'm Captain America. It was just some stupid instructional hilarious. videos that were hilarious. As, trust me, <laughs> I know about having a changing body. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> it was like the I know, funniest. cool. I was frozen yep. for 70 years. It was the most dad jokey <laughs> shit I've ever seen in my life and I loved every minute. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was but but yeah, I mean, aside from some weird casting calls, even the very uh, end, the after credit scene, kind of setting up um, uh, like a like the Sinister Six, mm-hmm. that was cool. And even throwing in um, smaller Spider-Man villains, uh, like you had the Shocker running around that mm-hmm. son of a bitch, that was cool. It just, it, it, I don't know. It, it's always one of those things where in most of the Spider-Man movies, it's like, oh, it's Spider-Man versus the Green Goblin. It's, the rhino. you know, Spider-Man versus, you know, Lizard or Rhino or whatever. Um, and it's never like, 
oh, he's fighting this this super villain, but he's still got these shitty petty villains that are around him doing dumb shit that they they shouldn't be doing this at all. They know they're gonna lose, and Spider Man's yeah. gonna find them. And to see that, like, it wasn't like he found them, but that they were, you know, a few of them were working together, uh, really alludes to what's coming next for mm-hmm. Spider Man. And that's exciting. And breaking off uh, of what they were doing with um, the, what was that? The Amazing? The uh, one with Andrew Garfield? Uh, yeah, that had been the Amazing Spider Man. Yeah, um, where everything was kind of like they were almost all like all of the villains were almost mutants, uh, like they were bred in a lab, kind mm-hmm. of, or there was some sort of chemical accident that caused. It's like they took um, the lizard storyline and gave it to everybody. Yeah, everybody except for uh, that, like what is it, the first fifteen twenty minutes or whatever that has the rhino. I like yeah. that a lot because he, you know, that the suit he was essentially in like a tank suit. And right. this movie did a great job of that because everybody's like abilities were technological, which I think uh, obviously makes a lot more sense. Um, now that said, I would love to see like a, you know, a Batman Beyond type thing of like here's some really weird, funky, bizarre villains or whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. I think this movie was very grounded in that you know he had web shooters he wasn't just creating yeah. web out of his wrist you know what i mean like which has yeah. happened in the past which i i don't i don't mind the creation the organic or the scientific approach to the web shooters i i mean it, i well, guess it goes to back to with it you know which this yeah movie was. i mean like i've I've seen um, I've seen both in the time that I've watched and ingested Spider-Man information, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I, I'm open to both. And of course, you know, you have to be consistent, right. like you said. Right. So, um, you know, but uh, you have anything else um, for Homecoming? I'm yeah. pretty sure we'll probably tack back and talk about a few things. Yeah, here we'll and have there, little but... references sprinkled throughout. Um, ultimately, like I said, I, you know, I'm looking forward to more. Um, with like, with Andrew Garfield's Amazing Spider-Man, uh, I really didn't mm-hmm. have any interest in seeing the second film. And like, after I, I saw the first either. one, I never had to see it again. This is one that I would be happy to see Homecoming again. Um, and I'd be yeah. happy to like show I'm, it off to people. It, yeah, I'm, I'm hap- more than happy to buy this when it comes yeah. out. Like, I, I don't feel like I've seen it, and now I'm like, well, I'm done right. with that. Like, it... Yeah, it's definitely worth a second watch. I'd be happy to see um, deleted scenes mm-hmm. and extra features and featurettes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I really support it, and I supported it um, a little bit coming into it. I kind of went in with lowered expectations, yeah. just being happy that it was moving back, kind of moving back to its you know original parent company. Um, but... uh. At this point, I'm like, if you guys haven't seen it, go out and watch Spider-Man Homecoming um, and support that idea that um, these other companies that own these big properties like Spider-Man, like X-Men, like Fantastic Four, um, I would like to see them work with Disney to be able to create a huge universe. Yeah, and like... With everything. I would love to be for them to be able to say mutants mm-hmm. in the Avengers and see... Um, 
a good portrayal of those mutants. Like it, it, it bummed me out when they showed off um, Wanda and Pietro, Magneto's kids, and they couldn't mention Magneto. Mm-hmm. Like that sucked. Yeah, but it's, um, like you know, we haven't really had a lot of uh, like it's really big in the music industry now, and I think the movie industry is only like maybe ten or fifteen years behind the music industry in this case. Like in music, if you do not collaborate, you do not succeed anymore. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, people will get other people's producers for albums. Like, I mean, um, you know, sometimes it gets really weird. Like, sometimes a, uh, you know, a metal band will get a rap album producer because they know him and they like to work with him and they know people that have worked with him before. So, like, kind of that, like, blending of mm-hmm. the flavors, I think, is something that's going to start happening in movies more. And what could be more powerful than Sony and Disney working together? You know what I mean? So, like, I'm really looking forward to, I mean, you know, imagine, uh, imagine if you really get to, like, crossing the streams and, like, the guy that's working on Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, the next Pirates of the Caribbean movie starts to work with somebody that's traditionally been under, uh, Universal making monster movies or, you know, Guillermo del Toro, who I think his stuff is traditionally, like, Universal, Lionsgate, uh, legendary, yeah. Uh, specifically, legendary. Imagine if he went and worked on a Disney movie, or you know, like that—that that kind of um, mixing different people's skills and talents is how you get the best stuff. Yeah, and split the profit. If you make I record agree. profit, split it right down the middle. Both companies still made out. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, I hope that this is a, a like you're saying. I hope that this film is kind of able to be that like standout. That's like. You know, we've been kind of fighting over this property for a long time. Sony has clearly been making movies that they don't necessarily believe in or care about just to keep the license. I mean, mm-hmm. that's been a that's been a Fantastic Four issue. That's been a Spider-Man issue with the Amazing Spider-Man, I think. Um, they still have Daredevil and Elektra. Damn, they, they pump some of these movies out, and it's like, dude, just mm-hmm. like... They pumped out some If you make it quality... Some hot garbage. If you make it quality, even if that means that... You know, they didn't have to give up creative control. And in fact, they were able to tie in. Like, they were like, oh, we're going to go ahead and yoink Iron Man for this movie. Which is crazy. So, Mm -hmm. um... Everybody's just able to come out. He's their biggest... He's their biggest earner. In all of Marvel. So... That's insane. um, you know, it, being able to kind of do that kind of cross pollination, I think, is really good, and I, I hope the movie industry kind of continues to see the benefit in that. But um, that being yeah. said, you know, we'll we'll touch on that here and there some more as it comes up, or as you know, we're reminded of different things. But uh, let's dive into some of the Spider-Man games. Uh, I think once we yeah, talk about that, I, I actually... uh, we'll come back and talk about some of the previous movies. I've been bashing on Amazing Spider-Man, but uh, just as a fair warning, I loved. Tobey Maguire in the original Spider-Man movies. I have the trilogy. I just <laughs> bought the trilogy so I could have it on Blu-ray. I, I mean, I don't care either way. There were some terrible oh, yeah. decisions that were made. Like he, for me, I don't know if he, like, fits the mold. Like I, I much, I much prefer the new Spider-Man to uh, the look of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. And that, and that's and that's really that's weird to say because I'm just like I'm basically calling Tobey Maguire stupid <laughs> and dumb looking. <laughs> but I feel like I feel a little bad about doing it. And it's just like I don't know. It 
We'll we'll see what happens with Tom Holland. The kid's still growing up, uh-huh. so uh, he is. He's also going to be <laughs> still time um, in traditional like movie company fashion. Uh, Sony has like fully latched on to Tom Holland now, and they don't ever want to cast anybody mm-hmm. else in anything. So he's also going to be the front runner in the Uncharted movie. Yeah. So um, we'll see so, how that goes. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to point out, you know, touching back to movies and linking into games, I think a good way to do it was as much as I, I mean, I liked the Amazing Spider-Man movie. It was okay. I liked the humor. Um, it was weird that they, uh, that they picked Gwen Stacy. I, I don't know. It was there was a lot of weirdness mm-hmm. around this movie. Uh, but the one cool thing that they did is instead of, oh, let's release a video game that's based on this movie, they released a video game that was based on this movie that bridged the first movie and the second movie. Yes. So you got to play in between the, the movies. And um, I love that. That's that's super yeah. cool. It was kind um, of the last run it, of like movie-based games because that was like 2014. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, and I bought the first one. And the thing that really, and it, sure, it's not probably the best game, but giving you, giving the, the player that bridge, um, it's almost like a bonus, mm-hmm. you know, for people that are gamers and moviegoers. Yeah. And uh, the, the big downfall is, of course, the, for me, was the almost like mutant-style villains, and it, it just, I don't know, the weirdness of the movie seeped into mm-hmm. the game. And then the game hadn't evolved to the point of when we had got something like Spider-Man 2, where it, you, it, there was a clear evolution that happened in the game, mm. and uh, and now we're you know we got this new fantastic thing. Um, it was still kind of like the same old same old uh, Spider-Man title, and with the the crappy you know writing or whatever for the movie. You know, it kind of seeped into it. So, good idea, terrible execution mm-hmm. um, going into it. But there's a lot of terribly executed Spider-Man video games. Yes. Um, and there's been, I mean, like, just yeah, in general, there's been a ton of, of Spider-Man games. Yeah, a, a ton. Um, I'm not going to go, I don't want to go all the way back and talk about everything. But I, I think about as far back as I'll go is, like, the 2000s with uh, Spider-Man on the PlayStation, mm-hmm. which would be... Kind of like the, I guess, the, like the very first Spider-Man mm-hmm. in the line of the big Spider-Man games, um, developed by NeverSoft and you know published by Activision. Of course, they publish okay. like everything Spider-Man, um, and it, it was kind of like a platformer. You were tasked with various things. Uh, you know, you had various tasks, and. Um, you had to stay on the rooftops, so you could swing from rooftop to rooftop. But if you fell uh, off of the rooftop, it was like instant mm-hmm. death. You didn't have a chance to swing your way back up. Um, so it was really weird. But uh, but it, it was the, the game wasn't amazing. Mm-hmm. Definitely not as amazing as two was. But um, it was kind of that uh, that that platform that people bought the game. And it gave them the ability to make the second right. one. So that was very important. Yeah. Um, and moving, I mean, the second one was, that was that was the big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everything changed. It was a free run, like, 
did you play did you by any chance play the second spider-man yes i didn't uh get super into it i think i did what a lot of kind of younger people did and just basically like web slung around town (laughs) right Uh, right and that's the big thing like most people would just spend hours swinging around it was like a sandbox and that's all it was yeah and it, it felt cool because your character would web swing and you would get close to the building and his feet would kind of turn and you'd see him trying to like like wiggle his way across the windows and it, it was you could free fall and then shoot your web like at the last second and like swoop down it, it was it was awesome and being able to run around um you know run around like manhattan and everything uh Ellis Island and all that stuff. There was a ton to explore. It's like Grand Theft Auto if you could fly around. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was... It was uh, Again, like, I only probably ever did, like... I don't know. Maybe, like, five or six missions that were built into the game. But uh-huh. um, it was something that I definitely, like... Every once in a while, I'd just put it in and, like sling around town and do some little like kind of just like standby like somebody's like stealing old lady's purse type thing i was very much the friendly neighborhood spider-man <laughs> uh <laughs> that was cool with people getting robbed yes, that was like well eh. like <laughs> hey you should catch that guy he's got your wallet yep and uh, <laughs> like those ones that i did play typically i would fail just because i didn't know what i was doing uh i, I See, think it was the first open the big... world game i ever played to be honest Oh, that's or cool. you know, semi-open yeah. world. Yeah. Um. the The big thing that uh, two did wrong was they didn't disguise their missions mm. to hide repetitiveness. Right. It was very repetitive. Go to this guy. Go beat up these guys, and then come back mm. to me. Or go beat up these guys, and that's it. Or go get this purse. Okay, bring it back, and that that was that was it. And there were boss fights in there here and there. Um, you know, villains like we mentioned Shocker earlier, Rhino, Doctor Octopus was in there. Um, yeah, and it, it was it, it was a, it was a great game. It was a groundbreaking game to be like to be yeah. honest. Like it did some crazy things mechanically that games hadn't done before. That yeah, it's um so I don't know it's it's. It's kind of hard to measure its success, I think, because, um, you know, in the future, this, the Spider-Man games in the near future of that weren't really anything crazy, and uh, it, you can't really draw a direct, like, okay, well, it obviously, like, made room for the best game of all time, Spider-Man 3, like, that just doesn't exist, but right. yeah. I think it did do a lot for open-world games. I think it did do a lot for... Right. Um, I don't know, like, as far as, like, licensed franchise stuff goes, it made licensed games look good. It was one of the better licensed games. So, um... Yeah, definitely. It's hard to measure it, I think. But anybody who played it liked it, pretty much. Yeah. And, I mean, I can't say much uh, for, like, the other Spider-Mans that came out uh, really after that. I know some people were big fans of... Mm. um, like Shattered Dimensions, like there's like core, like hardcore followings for games like Shattered Dimensions, um, and you know some of those PS3 Spider-Man titles. Yeah. Um, but I, to me personally, my favorite Spider-Man title is the Ultimate Spider-Man on PS2. 
uh, looked like a comic book. You played through it like a comic book. Like Spider-Man literally would swing from uh, comic book panel to comic book panel from time to time. Um, It was cel-shaded. It... Hmm. Let me think. No, I don't think it... It it was one of the first Mm cel-shaded games I ever played. To actually really, like, capture the look. Yeah. And it it was it was so good. Like it felt like it it I, I still own the game. I like it that much. Like I still like I ended up I had the game and then I ended up finding a collector's edition okay. of the game and I still have that. Um and uh it's pretty cool the game was developed by Treyarch, um and of course published by Activision mm-hmm. again. Um and uh yeah, it starts out with uh, the game starts out as um, you find out that uh, Peter Parker and Eddie Brock, the guy who becomes mm-hmm. Venom, uh, their uh, their fathers work together, and they created this symbiote virus, or like not a virus, but they created a uh, a cure for cancer, which ended up being the the symbiote, which became the Venom mm-hmm. suit. Um. And after, you know, a dangerous explosion, the Venom suit ended up, you know, it was locked up. And then Eddie Brock was the first one there. He got a hold of it. He became Venom. And you get to play as Spider-Man or Venom Mm -hmm. in the game. And it's really cool playing as as Venom because he he would, like, leap like the Hulk. Um, And he has, like, tendrils that he shoots out and pulls people in with. But it's not as, like, lengthy as, like, web. Um, but yeah, just, uh, that, that game was, um, really well put together. They had, uh, um, a ton of, like, cameos from people that you usually wouldn't associate with the Marvel Universe. I mean, you do, but, you know, they wouldn't be in, like, a main, like, Spider-Man game. Like, the Human Torch, you, you play against, you know, race against Johnny Storm to see who's mm-hmm. faster. Um... At one point, there's a bar fight between Wolverine and Venom, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, there there was some there was some great just great things about uh, about that game. I think this game uh, for me was the most successful, mm-hmm. you know, art wise, mechanically. Um, but you know that he Spider Man's been in a ton of things. Uh, is there anything noteworthy you? Uh, you want to toss out there that Spider-Man was in video game? Yes. Um, I think it's like a running thing that I was a big fan of the kind of like Champions and Orath, uh, Dark Alliance type of games that Mm -hmm. sort of died. And uh, one of the only like stragglers to make it out of that, I think, was uh, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games, which they kind of leaned away from the role-playing and just more like the isometric action style. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I played Ultimate Alliance one and two, and uh, I think that Spider Man is actually on both of the like he has a center shot. I think in both covers. So yeah, um, he, who was uh? Do you by any chance know who the developer was for that? Um, it was different on each game. I know it was through Activision, so it was through like some of the the Activision like built in companies. Uh, Raven Good Software look. looks like made the first one, which um, that's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, it looks like they. Um, that's the same same team who made one of the um, Wolfenstein's. The um, 
they made the um the X Men games. They made the uh, X Men yes. Legends yeah. video games. Um, yes, and it looks like they also made uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight Two and Jedi Knight Jedi Academy X Men Legends. Um, yeah, they made the one like the green cover Wolfenstein game with the skull guy. Uh, and then oh, okay. since then they've been working on Call of Duty. Call of Duty. And then yeah. um, Ultimate Alliance Two was primarily uh, Vicarious Visions. Interesting. Um, yeah, but it's uh, you know they a lot of those studios shared people because they were under Activision at that time, Activision uh, yeah, fully owned subsidies mm-hmm. I think. Um, but yeah, they're uh, Vicarious Visions has always kind of had a hand in the Spider-Man games. They've made uh, they also worked on the X-Men Legends games. Uh, they ported them. So um, yeah, it's it's mm. yeah they kind of had a stable the uh, X-Men Legends. The, uh, yeah, the Ultimate Alliance games actually recently, uh, I think last year, got ported to PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, um, I think you can grab them. They came out at a real steep price, huh. like forty bucks a piece. Wow. And I was like, I could Damn. see forty bucks for um, both. I think. Yeah, I've, I think they've dropped since then. Yeah, um, I, I, I think they have picked them up for like twenty a piece. That's still a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, still pretty crazy, yes. but but anyways. Um, yeah, I wasn't, like, I was probably a bigger fan of Spider-Man than of a lot of the, like, popular Marvel heroes of the time, but that's just to say that I wasn't really super into comic books. Um, now, that said, I did enjoy seeing Spider-Man in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. <laughs> Him and Darth yeah. Maul, I think, were, like, built on the same yeah. character skeleton. Yeah, all of them were. Well, okay, yeah, that's fair. They were all just Tony Hawk. <laughs> yeah, uh, and there was—I can't remember which Tony Hawk it was—but he dressed up as Spider-Man, um, and I think it was Tony that um, hit this uh, little quarter pipe and did an indie grab backflip out of it. Okay. Just fully in Spider-Man outfit, and it was that—that that was pretty cool. I, I just, yeah, I, I remember seeing that in one of the end, end, cre- like in credit yeah. videos. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's when you unlocked Spider-Man is after you got that video. I think. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it might have been. But um, yeah. So um, you know, overall, like I, I haven't uh, actually. Wait a minute. There was a Marvel fighting game on the. Uh, Sega. Um, what was the handheld one? The Game Gear. The Game Gear. Uh, yeah, I had a, I had a Marvel like fighting game, like almost like Double Dragon style, on the Game Gear. Hmm. Uh, let me Game Gear Marvel game. Oh my god. Yep, there was a <laughs> X-Men, there was a Spider-Man and X-Men, there was Spider-Man Return of the Sinister Six. There I could have been it could have been several of those. Shit. Yeah, they were too far back. Were That's when I would literally I play remember <laughs> I remember playing um a lot of Marvel vs. Capcom. Mm. Like the like the yeah. original. Um th- those another ones one of those coming pretty fun. soon, right? Yeah, but please go test the game first. Uh, the beta, I believe, is there's a, a like an open test on at least on the 
PlayStation Network. Yeah. So go yeah. grab that. Check that out. I'm I'm I've evolved. I'm not a fighter. I'm not a fighter fan anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, I never really got into it. The, just it, I, I played uh, Soul Calibur three, and that was it. I used to be a pretty big Mortal Kombat fan, um, and I still am. I still like the characters. Marvel vs. Capcom I played a lot of with friends, uh, and it was fun. It was really cool being uh, Wesker and fighting Dante, or, you know, Deadpool versus you know, Dante. That's, that was a classic cool Well, yeah, showdown. it's a really, like, um, I think those games are really but, good for, like, the cool matchups, where it's like, you don't know what yeah. kind of dumb shit's gonna happen this time. But I think, aside from, like, Super Smash, fighting games just mm-hmm. aren't for me. Like, traditional fighting games. Yeah, they just don't really do it for but, me. Uh, but, yeah, he's, Spider-Man, he's had a lot of playtime in, mm-hmm. uh, in movie, so, or in games. So, uh, yeah, I know um, moving, moving forward, we have the 2018, I think that's what they've just been calling it. Uh, Spider-Man being developed by Insomniac Games. That looks really good. Um, Sony exclusive. I've seen a ton of video, and uh, I can't see how... It's going to be hard for this to go wrong, I think. Yeah, like, um, I know that they're... Like, what they showed at E3 seemed, like, really um, QTE heavy, and then there were some, you know, gameplay... There was some gameplay footage that came out later that kind of, I think, alleviated a lot of people's fears on that. Um, right but yeah there's uh it, it looks really good like like you said I, I can't really see it going too wrong um and they didn't worry about like let's introduce peter um you pick up playing as peter parker as a 23 year old uh intern he's just getting ready to graduate from college mm-hmm. he's been spider-man for about eight years wow. and he's already settling into the role you know the big role of the protector of new york city and do we know um so he's peter parker is he yep a particular peter parker like is he based on the newest movie is he based on one of the recent uh animated shows is he just a new peter parker do you know i think he's just um i mean i I have no idea what was, what will kind of tell that is how things develop with the game, which we don't have a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Like, which way is he going to go? Uh, you know, what does, you know, who who could be possibly his love interest? What is his life like? Uh, which we don't have a lot of information on. Um, what we do have information on is uh, he, uh, early on, he defeats what would be a pretty big character mm-hmm. in the Spider-Man universe, he takes down Kingpin. Yeah. But after he takes down Kingpin, uh, uh, this new group called the Inner Demons start taking over Fisk's territory. Mm-hmm. And he ends up fighting um, this guy who, I think he kind of portrays that he's the good guy on uh, on the outside, you know, being like a a prominent like philanthropist and stuff like that. Uh, but his alter ego is uh, Mr. Negative, which I don't know much about, okay. but I remember seeing him in the, in the trailer and then looking him up. Um, and he has some pretty crazy powers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
we'll kind of see where it goes, what kind of Peter Parker we'll be getting. Um, we're getting that not super young Peter Parker, so that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, should be cool. You know, we don't have to worry. It, you know, it's kind of like with the movie. We don't have to worry about that heavy, this is Spider-Man, and this is how he, you know, got his powers and stuff like that. Like, they'll probably do a small recap, but I don't think we'll see... Mm-hmm. A long intro going over who Spider-Man is, who Peter Parker is, right. you know, who, you know, everyone, you know, how everything unfolds. So it'll be kind of nice. But uh, if you guys aren't familiar with Insomniac, uh, they've uh, they've put out some really cool stuff in the past uh, from like definitely from my childhood, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Ratchet and Clank, Spyro, more recently Resistance and Sunset Overdrive. Yep. So they're they're a they're a heavy hitter um, with Sunset Overdrive. That was their um, really big introduction to a true open world, but they've never been a, like a linear, like a violently linear game. They've always given you an open environment to move around mm-hmm. and uh, do whatever you want. You know, there's a point A and a point B that you're going to, but how you get there is up to you. You know, Spyro and Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Uh, Resistance kind of pushed you along, kind of in a almost like a kill zone type way. Mm-hmm. So it'll be really cool. Uh, I'm super excited for it. It's just, uh, um, I think that the game is, if it, it, it could come out now, nah, it'll be next year. I don't think it'll come out. Um, even holiday, like around Christmas this year, I'm pretty sure it'll be spring next yeah, year. Yeah. Like, um, they seem pretty confident in that, and it seems, uh, from what I've heard, they've had a good amount of time to work on it. So, um, I can't imagine they'll be doing too much extra, uh, like, pushing it out early or anything. Yeah, it said originally um, at Sony's E3 2017 uh, that it would be released in 2018, and they're sticking with that. Um, slated for the first half of 2018, mm. is what I see. So... Um, yeah, very much anticipated. Go check out the trailer. We have some over at our uh, Facebook, um, you know, facebook.com yep. backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Um, so go over there and, you know, thumb through our videos. You can find that pretty easy. Um, and uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about is comic book. I know you're not mm-hmm. a big comic guy. Uh, I mean, you have your things here. Yeah, there, I'm very but, uh, specific with what I like. Right. Um... I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about like his roles and how they differ. Mm. Um, with the Civil War movie, uh, it was really um, it was it was really like oh here's Spider Man, mm. oh he's with Tony Stark. Okay, well that's done. Um, but in reality, in the comic book, that's not how that happened at all. Um, he did a ton mm. of stuff, a ton of flip-flopping actually. Um, where it was like, at first he didn't want people to know. And, and the whole idea of the civil war, the fight is between Tony Stark, who says, everyone knows Tony Stark's Iron mm. Man. Look how I'm living. People aren't, you know, trying to kill my family. And, uh, meanwhile, you know, they're kidnapping pepper pots and stuff like that and destroying this house. Right. Um, <laughs> but, Captain America was on the other side, and he's like, that puts every superhero at risk if they have to register with the government. Mm. Well, specifically their families. Yeah. It puts everything that they love. Like, 
their families, you know, their side job, you know, whatever that they do, you know, um, everyone's going to know, like, Peter Parker works at a pizza place. Yeah. You're Spider-Man. Like, why are you? <laughs> why do you have a job? Um, exactly. Why are you going to college? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, um, you know, it, it's that whole thing. But Peter understood that he, you know, after not being on a prominent team, he's always pretty much been by himself. You know, he's joined teams and he's created small teams and groups. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had amassed a lot of enemies that were specifically targeting him. Yeah. Rather than targeting a group, they're targeting him. And they'll do anything to figure out who he is and attack his family. So Peter um, joined up with Captain America with the Anti-Registration Act, uh, but was quickly swayed by Tony Stark, saying, you know, dude, if you joined my side, if you joined, you know, and registered your name, it would be a huge movement. Mm -hmm. Like, it would show people, look, it's okay to register and get your name out there. Spider-Man can do it with all of his enemies. Anyone can do it. So yada, yada, yada. He joins up with, he flips sides. He joins Tony Stark. At some point he gets the iron spider suit, which is kind of like Dr. Octopus, uh, where it has like spider legs that come out of this cool pack. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, he joins, but shit goes way wrong. He ends up uh, uh, basically running and, like kind of trying to get away because everyone knows who he is and they know who his family is now. Mm -hmm. Um, And he ends up taking his family and trying to get away. But Tony Stark's like, dude, relax. Mm -hmm. Goes anyway. Uh, Tony Stark sends a ton of villains that were pro registration after him to pull him back in. They end up beating the hell out of Mm Spider-Man and Spidey ends up being saved by like the Punisher. And, uh, Spider-Man ends up rejoining Captain America's side again. So it's a huge flip-flop. In the end, Cap, we all know, turns himself in, um, registers, you know, pro-registration becomes a thing. And uh, with almost everyone, but, you know, Peter ends up uh, in in some weird way regaining his identity and, uh, uh, you know, not really having to worry as much, you know. So... It was a whole thing, and I, I always thought his take... There are a few people in the Civil War that have interesting mm-hmm. takes on what happened, um, and Spider-Man is one of them. He has a s- super interesting perspective on it. Um, I think Thor and Hulk have a really interesting perspective mm-hmm. on it, which Thor Ragnarok is g- coming out, and it's going to shed some light on what's happening yeah. during the Civil War, why, they're, why Bruce Banner and Thor are not taking part and joining sides mm. because that would be unfair uh yeah a oh, literal god and I have like a... an unbreakable monster <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah the like the hulk is he's he's super unfair like doesn't matter how much you beat him up uh and i think i think the last comic book piece spider-man that i want to talk about uh one of my more uh like one of my recent favorite runs that had come out mm-hmm. uh, was a- Avengers versus X-Men. And Spider-Man was definitely in that. He was on the side of the Avengers, yes. of course. Um, and the idea here was the Avengers heard that the Phoenix Force was coming back around. And the Phoenix Force was what inhabited Jean right. Grey. And she almost killed everyone. 
And they're like, wait, if the Phoenix Force is coming back around, we do not want that to enter anybody. Yeah. <laughs> because that person will try to kill everyone again, and we don't want to deal with that. Um, X-Men, whose numbers are dwindling at this point because of everything that's happened from, you know, moving from the Xavier Institute to, you know, you know, changing school names, um, not Colossus, uh, Cyclops losing his mind, Jean Grey kicking the bucket, um, like even Wolverine stepped up and became a teacher at the new Institute that they, uh, created out West. Um, and they're like, wait, but this phoenix is meant for us mutants. Like this is this like this could be the savior of the mutant race, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's where the fight happens. Captain America and Tony Stark are like hell no. Cyclops is like hell yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Phoenix Force comes back around, and Cyclops or Cyclops and Jean Grey had a um, a child. They had a few children, but one of them uh, very much like Jean Grey. Um, was supposed to be the target. Mm-hmm. And she was uh, not the intended target, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, the Phoenix Force split into, like, five. Yeah. And it inhabited a ton of X-Men. That's interesting. Cyclops. Yeah, Cyclops. Um, yeah, it hit Cyclops, Colossus. Uh, I think it was Kitty Pride, Storm. And the last one, really random... Namor the Submariner. Okay. And I always thought Namor was cool. I always preferred him over Aquaman, mm-hmm. but this comic proves why I would prefer him over Aquaman because he is ruthless. Uh, but there was a. Um, but getting back to Spider Man, he, uh, you know, being witty and all that stuff like normal, they did these. Um, they did these shots of comic books that came out alongside of the Avengers versus X-Men numbered mm-hmm. where they were just called rounds. So, uh, in X-Men round four, uh, they pitted Spider-Man against Colossus. And it, it was, it was a pretty, uh, it was a pretty crazy fight. Um, you know, a constant back and forth Spider-Man throwing, uh, uh, you know, using his agility to dodge Colossus mm-hmm. who, in the future, Colossus gains uh, the Juggernaut helmet. Okay, that sounds horrifying. So he's almost Juggernaut and Colossus combined. Yeah. And he like when Colossus catches Spider-Man, he kicked the shit out of him. Um, but Spidey really used his uh, like speed. Mm-hmm. Um, to do some pretty heavy damage to him. But in the end, it just it really wasn't enough. Uh, Colossus just beat him down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't like, you know, it's over, you're going to die. But it was... Uh, it was like, you're out of the fight for a few months. <laughs> it was like, he was standing there, Spider-Man's suit is ripped to shreds. Uh-huh. Colossus is standing there like, I made a fucking metal. What are you going to yeah. do? And uh, Daredevil stepped in and he's like... Yeah, Pete, we should probably go. <laughs> so um, that was just that was just another really cool, uh, a little bit more recent uh, side shot of Spider-Man that yeah. I really enjoyed. I don't read the Spider-Man comics uh, 
not like I used to, but uh, there's there's so many ways and like to to get like a Spider-Man story, especially comic mm-hmm. book wise, um, because he's like taking part in almost everything. So, uh, yeah, I mean, for those people that are looking to jump into a new comic series. Um, if you are interested in collecting the whole series, of course, start with the newest book and maybe do a wiki read up to where the book is now and then start collecting the books and then collect the past issues mm. like as you go. Um, that's how I've always done it, and it, it worked out pretty good. Um, I don't recommend not reading any of the books until you have the beginning ones because you'll be waiting forever. Well, and it especially depends, like... You know, if you're going to, like, if you want to do the beginning of, like, the Miles Morales run or whatever, that's that's one thing. But if you're right. like, oh, I need to get the first issue of the original, like, Ultimate Spider-Man or whatever, like, that's going to be some digging and it's probably going to be expensive. Right. Uh, but if it's, like, you know, like, something more recent, they have, you know, like, 40 books out or something mm-hmm. like that... Um, they don't continue to print those books, so you'd be best off finding a compendium and reading it yeah, that way. Uh, or if you want to, yeah, it's like a trade back. Or if you'd like to get the physical comics, which is, I mean, I, I enjoy getting the physical comics. I don't know, it's something mm-hmm. uh, more, it feels kind of like childhood about it, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you like that route, I recommend looking up Comic Cons around you and then. Uh, collecting what you can now and then what you can't get wait for the comic cons Mm. and you know dig through see if you can find those missing issues so that's what i recommend if you want to go that route yeah i've got a a little uh, bit of a mix of like some trades and some you know issues of like limited run stuff um mm -hmm. But yeah, so um, I guess, so we hit some games, we hit some comics. Let's wrap back around and talk about some of the, the other movies. Um, so sure, like, yeah. again, like Amazing Spider-Man, uh, not my thing. I thought, uh, I don't know, like, even Homecoming was a little jokey at times. Where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, like, I understand that, um, you know, Spider-Man does, like, it's kind of his thing to, like, he's like an awkward teenager and he like cracks weird jokes and like, yeah, he's a part of it is that like, they don't land (laughs) like 10, 10 to 25% of the jokes. Like even he doesn't think they're funny, which I think is, you know, that that's a really cool like character trait. Well, it makes, it makes the joke funnier when the person who said it doesn't think it's funny. It really does. Like in a stupid way. (laughs) Um, so, uh, you know, if like, I thought homecoming had just a little bit of that, like a little too jokey. I mean, Amazing Spider-Man was way too jokey, considering they were also trying to go like grimdark with it in a lot of ways. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just I really think that 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 uh, Amazing Spider-Man didn't work. I didn't like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Um, okay, I I didn't mind him. Um, he. It was really weird because he was more, he had the comedic timing that I liked over Toby. Well, Toby was funny because of who he was, not because he was making a joke. Because of what he said, yeah. It wasn't because of what he said. Um, But, man, I don't know. 
That's really hard. I, just because I'm not, I, I'm not a, a big fan of the Toby ones. Mm-hmm. I, I can say almost in just in general, they were good movies, but they were good movies to me because we didn't have anything else. Well, there's nothing to compare them to. It yeah. was, it was, it was amazing to see Spider-Man on the big screen. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it was like a holy shit thing. It was, you know, the start of, you know, what was to come. Yeah. And it was, you couldn't, like, you couldn't be mad at it. You couldn't be like, oh, man, you know, it's terrible that Spider-Man was on the big screen. You could be mad that, you know, if they took liberties and yada, yada, yada. Um, But at the end of the day, it was still, you know, this. it it was Spider-Man. It was kind of the dawn of, like, superhero movies coming back. Um, Yeah. Those movies were super successful. They kind of made it so that Sony could but, hold on to some of these licenses, you know, those between that and X-Men. Yeah. But the but for me, I think the worst part is uh, probably casting. <laughs> and it's not... He just... Toby just didn't fit Spider-Man for mm-hmm. me. And then... Uh, I just... MJ. Yeah. I'm just like... You no, don't like her either? That, that's not <laughs> for me. No. Not even a little. Uh, Aunt May killed it. Oh yeah, I mean that actress is great. She is. Um, um, yeah. and she she has she has a comedic timing to her uh-huh. that when she was on screen you could see like that almost like witty sweet old lady feel uh-huh. to it, but that didn't feel like Aunt May. That felt like Grandma May. Yeah, that also felt like Grandma was... from Hey Arnold in a couple ways. Like yeah. a kind of mischievous yeah. old woman that like <laughs> she's, she's like I'm just gonna and... do my thing because I know I can get away with it. Uh, yeah, and like it just at the end of the day, she can just go. But I'm old, yeah. and they're like, "Yeah, well, yeah, well she's old." You know what? She's old. Yeah, it's got us in that um, one. That was something that, I, like, you mentioned it, and I want to come back to it because it was super bizarre. The Aunt May mm-hmm. in Homecoming. I mean, they <laughs> did like okay. So I've seen. I, I know the actress from some other things, and they actually like yeah. olded her up a little bit. Like, they tried to make her appear a little older. Like, they put some wrinkles on her, basically. And, uh, you know, right. put a little bit of dust on her to kind of, I don't know, like, ageify her skin tone a little bit. But, like, at the same time, they were having her wear, like, kind of, like, trendy, like, sexy outfits. And I don't mean that she's in, like, full lingerie, like, whipping bitches. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, they had her <laughs> yeah, wearing, yeah. like, extremely high-waisted stuff that, like, pushed the ass in the camera. And they had several, like full-on Aunt May ass shots. Which is yeah. like, uh, well, this is gratuitous. Like, he's 15. She's... Okay, so now uh, she is 52 years old. It's Marissa Tomei. I've known her for a pretty... I, I've known her work for a long time because I'm a Seinfeld fan, and I remember George's obsession mm-hmm. with Marissa Tomei and Seinfeld. Um... But she's always had a, uh, she's always looked the same, and she's always looked pretty young. So, you know, I don't know, it it kind of, um, it kind of makes sense, but that is a weird choice. Like, I wouldn't have expected her to ever play anime. But I I get it, because she is Marissa Tomei. Uh, She is Uh young-looking. The whole almost joke with Tony Stark and himself about 
about uh, anime. Uh-huh. Like it, it, it's really it's it's comical because Pete's just like dude, uh-huh. and Aunt May doesn't know about it, and Tony Stark's like, hey, hey. like <laughs> it's just I don't know. Even it's his funny. friend at one point kind of like he doesn't really make any like I'm going after your aunt jokes, but he like kind of is almost touching on it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which that's, that's funny, <laughs> but like I don't know, like. It, it was it was just odd, I don't know. But why she but why she works in the role is because she's she's Brooklyn born and raised. Mm-hmm. She has she has the look of someone who comes from that area. Yeah, definitely. So it, I think she fits really well in in that. But it I agree it's it's weird. It's kind of like uh, I see it both ways on this one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can it's see where weird, they were coming but from. but it fits for me. Uh, I, I, I definitely see where they were coming from. Apparently, she has actually dated Robert Downey Jr. in real life, so that's why they had those kind of references. <laughs> yeah. Which is hilarious. That's funny. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, she, was in, um, she was in Chaplin with him. Okay. Yeah, I don't think um, I saw that. And probably a couple other movies, but... Uh, I was looking through a bunch of stuff that she had been... Yeah. That she had been in, and I, I've seen a few of them. That's interesting. But, but uh, oh shit, she was in yeah. Wild Hogs. Nailed it! Wild Hogs. I can't believe there wasn't a number two of those, honestly. I, I bet, I'm betting that's up for grabs. Dude. I could, that oh could be us. Oh my god, Wild Hogs. Its budget was $60 million. Box office, $253.6 million. Oh, it crushed it. Box office. I imagined that there was a porn of the same name. Uh, yeah. They didn't have to change the name. They didn't have to do anything. <laughs> I mean, yeah, actually, probably the same, movie, the same yeah. actor. Tim Allen will do it. <laughs> uh? <laughs> oh my gosh, the best thing ever. We've branched into Tim <laughs> Allen. <laughs> Disney canceled both Wild Hogs Two Bachelor Ride, yikes, and Wedding Band, B A N N E D. That's interesting. What were they trying to do? Pull a National Lampoons with that son of a oh, bitch? Oh, shit. They need to get out of here. Uh, oh, okay. That's interesting. They canceled it because oh, the movie Old Dogs failed, which was John Travolta, Robin Williams, and a dog. Why do you got to <laughs> do these fucking dog movies, dude? Yeah. Weird. But... Yeah, getting back, uh, getting back yeah, to back on, topic. Um, <laughs> back on topic here. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I see it both ways for Marissa Tomei as Aunt May. Um, I, I think the breakout star, if you take you know Tom Holland mm-hmm. out as you know Spider Man, because he did a great job. Um, it was uh, Birdman himself, Michael Ooh, Keaton. Michael Keaton, Birdman playing Birdman on Birdman. Yeah, he like he, Birdman was the like setup for him to play Vulture. It really was. Like he's now gone full circle. Yeah. So he's and been the hero, he's been the washed awesome. up hero and now he's been the villain. Yeah, he's fallen quite yes. hard and it's Next okay. he's going to be uh, um, like Iron Man's cousin or something. Just keep it rolling. Yeah. But uh yeah, I mean like I like him in general. I think he's really funny. Um is it in uh Oh shit, was he in um is it 21... It's not 21 Jump Street. It's the other guys. 
where he's like the police chief, but he also works at oh uh, yeah yeah he also works at Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> so like, I mean, he's he's really funny. Uh, he can get like a like he can be like an intimidating police chief in a Bed Bath and Beyond, and he can also be like a scary villain but you like 100% know where he's coming from and actually I've seen a lot of people say like okay but the vulture was right in this movie like he's not the villain he's correct uh which is really interesting and like the the vulture I the vulture eye picture is very old yeah um, that's the guy in like the and actual so it, yeah yeah and that, that's what I picture but this different take mm-hmm. uh is very much welcomed it fits really well especially with what they were doing in the marvel universe with Mm -hmm. you know tony moving his stuff and then hey i can have some of that stuff if i had the right bird wings um you know it it really works out um but i mean keaton is no like stranger to superhero anything you know of course we mentioned birdman but he was batman he was also batman um and then you know, possibly my favorite role and everyone's favorite Michael Keaton role, Beetlejuice. Oh my god! Yeah, he's been—he's so played funny. literally every character. He's been like the evil trickster guy, but he actually has a heart of gold. I mean, yeah, like, he's played every role. Like I, I don't know. Every time I think of Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice, I think of that scene where he's in the in the waiting room and he has a really long like number just, like, on a paper. And he looks over age. and he takes it. And he's just like, well, guess I'm next. Yeah. And it's just, it's so funny. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It just, it, he's, he's played a lot of good roles and this one was yeah, no. Never disappoints. <laughs> like, exception. Never disappoints. never disappoints. But he's like, yeah, again, like um, he's really good in this. Uh, not, you know, without spoiling, like, um, he's a really interesting and like really well thought out, well written character. And like, he's not just, you know, I'm gonna, you know, create a son and then destroy the city and murder your aunt you know what i mean like (laughs) right he's actually got his shit going on and he's like a fully developed character he's not just a stupid like paper on paper villain and in fact you know he has a really good scene where he has a guy underneath him that works for him that's like i'm just a huge dick and i just mess with stuff for no reason and it's like putting my whole group and innocent people in danger and he gets rid of that guy so like uh yeah and you get a chance to see him out of that role too, out of the the villainous role. Mm-hmm. You get to see him at his, his home real life, life yeah. um, where where he has you know things could go catastrophically wrong mm-hmm. for him. And still, even now, after seeing the movie, they're not done with him. Oh no! Like they they actually uh, he's he's he is the uh, post credit scene, and um, yeah, they really like. I mean, it's, his his character is so complex and is such a. A cool, interesting guy that I, I'm excited to see more. Um, and yeah, actually, I think that's yeah. one of the things that really sold it because I think the villains um, in the Amazing Spider-Man were like paper thin, and like they were trying to be complex, but it's they just didn't have a good writer for it or something. I don't know. And then uh, even in like in Tobey Maguire's, it was like, well, something happened, and he's just crazy now. And that was like all the villains. Like they were a normal guy, then they went crazy, and now they're the villain. But this is, uh, they did a really good job in Homecoming of, you know, he knows exactly what he's doing. He's in full control of himself. You know, he's basically like the, um, you know, kind of the Grand Theft Auto story of like one more big one and then I'm done. But like forever, (laughs) just always one more. So, um, 
is, is super interesting. And I, I like the villain a lot. I like the hero a lot. I like the side characters a lot. They had some really good, like, little references here and there. Um, man, I loved Donald Glover in it. I would have really liked yeah. Donald Glover Spider-Man, but I can see why that wouldn't fly. Who? Um, well, I and he works as the character he played, who is actually his, a comic book character. Yeah, he's basically his own character from Atlanta, too. Yeah, that uh, too. So that was cool. Uh, but yeah, he... he played an actual character that has been written into the comic really, book. That's so that's, that's really yeah. cool. I mean, that, and again, um, it's that kind of thing where, like, if he were to have his own movie as a Spider-Man, it would be such a different take, and it'd be so much darker automatically. Um, and now, I think having him in a movie has kind of just counted him out forever, which is kind of depressing. But he got a really good role. He got to shine in a movie. I feel like he's going to appear again in the future. Uh he got top yeah. billing in a lot of I'm, cases. Like, his name was one of the names before they got to the whole list of characters. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Which is really yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Like, it, it's interesting to see that, you know, where they could go with him in the yeah. future. Like, they're not done with that character for sure. So, yeah, I thought that um, was really cool. Um, but, yeah, a lot of, a lot of little, <clears throat> like, you know, if you are a fan of comedy, um, you know, if you watch a lot of, like, uh, if you watch a lot of other movies and TV, you're going to see people in there that's like, oh, shit, I can't believe that guy's in it. Um, so yeah. there, there's a lot of that. I, you know, I think everybody did a good job. Even the weird stuff, like, um, I, I thought the MJ character was really cool and interesting, and I don't, I have no idea what they're doing with her, but, like, she was one I, of yeah. the, she was a scene stealer. Yeah, I really liked just like she didn't have a lot to do she was basically she, she had, was not like the straight man but she was like the like d hyper yeah um she was like she's like the person who someone says something funny and then they pan to her and she just has a straight yep. face and she's like you're yep. dumb and it's and it, it's funny in its own right so she did she did a good job it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see where they go with her character which is named Michelle, but her friends call her MJ, even though she has no uh, friends. Which she stresses. I don't know, weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have um, any friends. <laughs> yeah, so that that was... Uh, uh, personally, personally, the last thing I want to talk about is, uh, and it kind of throws into that spoiler thing mm-hmm. again, uh, the um, one of the in-credit scenes, not the Captain America being a dick on video in-credit mm-hmm. scene, but the one before that. Um, so I, we can save that for last. Um, is there uh, anything else no, that yeah, you want to go, go over? over okay. Uh, to, to, to set it up again, this is going to be a pretty heavy spoiler for the end of yeah. Spider-Man homecoming. Um, to set it up, Michael Keaton is now in prison mm. and I don't remember exactly what's said uh like you know i've only had the, i've only i've only seen it once i don't remember exactly what was said but uh he was uh confronted by uh a man in prison mm-hmm. that has a um has a has a look about him who could be definitely a supervillain. well that guy appeared uh, uh i don't know if he had worked for the vulture or if he was one of the people buying the weapons but he was on the ferry and he, oh, okay. was, he was the guy that okay. got knocked into the water he took a hit to the face and just flipped really? into the water 
So um, I'd have to. I'll have to go back and check. Yeah, because I I know the actor. Um, so I was like, when I noticed him, I was like, oh yeah, I know that guy, and he's he always kind of plays like the sort of like the weird cretinous like. Usually he's in comedies, which is really interesting because he was horrifying yeah. in this. Uh, well, yeah. Well, the I think it was like, one of the buyers on the ferry. The the reason that they put him as the end credit scene is because he has the opera. Like he is, um, I think he's going to be one of the probably the movie's next big mm-hmm. villain. And if he's not the movie's next big villain, um, he'll be one of the villains down the line. Like maybe they'll keep setting him up in the uh, like post credit scene. That would be cool because he's obviously still in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that marked him out to me and to much of the other people that were watching, um, he uh, he had a tattoo on his neck mm-hmm. of a scorpion. Yep. I'm like, okay, that could be scorpion. Yeah, and. The- he and that would be really like a, cool. It'd be the cool, like it kind of looked like a facial burn, maybe. Um, yeah, or like a just a scar of some kind, but it really looked like a burn. And I, that, that's something that I haven't looked into, but I looked at like you know, and maybe this that happened to the scorpion. Maybe he got burned or something. Uh-huh. I don't know. Um, but I don't think we've ever really seen him in the spotlight as a villain in a major Spider-Man movie. Uh-huh. So that could be cool. Um, and I feel like they're really building up to, toward the Sinister Six. Yeah, I think that's what I've heard. Um, yeah. And I don't know who they're putting in the Sinister Six, uh, like, ideally, because they have a lot of characters they could potentially put in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think from what I've heard is... Um, Sinister Six and a couple... Like, he said next he's going to be doing another Avengers movie. And then... Um, uh, I'm looking at the Wikipedia right now. We're talking about sequels. Um, they are committed to making future Spider-Man films. Uh, there's going to be a second film, and they want to figure out who the villain is going to be and where we're going with it. Um, they want to do the sequel on July 5th, 2019. Uh... They said they they might think about doing uh, different movies set during his additional school years. Um, yeah, that's all they have distinct uh, set, I, like written and I do right know there. the Sinister Sticks consists of Vulture, mm-hmm. um, Scorpion, Sandman, Sandman, Mysterio, Craven the Hunter, and led by Dr. Octopus. Interesting. I would love to see if we don't... I, the next movie. If it's not Scorpion, uh-huh. good God. The next two in line, Craven the Hunter or Mysterio. I feel like they could do Craven the Hunter and then put like Mysterio in the background doing stupid shit because I've always felt like he was kind of a dumb... Uh-huh. Like, he's not dumb. He's really cool. But I've, I've always felt like he was... Uh, not weak, but he did stupid things. And Spider-Man always made fun of him. Uh-huh. Um, if you don't know Mysterio, he's kind of like a, almost like a magician. He wears like a fishbowl uh-huh. on his head that's filled with smoke. It's crazy as fuck. Yeah, like it's it's so funny. Like just hearing Spider-Man like, what is on your head? It's like get that fishbowl off how your can head. You see me. <laughs> that fish better be alive. <laughs> like stuff like that. Like um, 
like in one of the other games when he fi- figured out that um, figured out Shocker's real name. Uh, like the cops are like Herman, put the shocking device down. <laughs> Spider Man's like your real name's Herman. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's funny. Um, but we already have we've already seen Sandman in a movie. We've uh-huh. now seen Scorpion or uh, Vulture, and we've had Doctor Octopus in a movie. So you know. Kind of leaves Scorpion, Craven, and Mysterio, which all three would be, I think, really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm more interested in Craven, um, because of his past with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. On he's he's literally he just hunts Spider-Man like animals, like an animal. Yeah, and at, at one point he he buried Spider-Man alive. And Spider-Man was... I, 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 I don't want to go on record and say that Kraven killed Spider-Man, but I think he is the villain who ultimately kills Spider-Man. The original or... Um, yeah. And it looks like... This is the first time I can ever remember. Yeah, I'm just looking into some stuff um, just to see like potential other uh, villains it could be. Um, there's been a lot of Sinister Sixes. <laughs> It's oh hard yeah, to yeah. see what they would be going for because, like, yeah, where they would go. Yeah, there's a lot. It. There's so much. Like, I think it'd be cool to see a hobgoblin. Um, yeah, hobgoblin is. Um, they've certainly set up the technology for him. He's he's up there for me yeah. as favorite villains. But oh, dude, can I you mean, imagine a hobgoblin? Uh, this would be a little mildly spoilery, I guess. Played by the guy that was making the technology for the vulture, like the like huh. nerd that was he like is. building stuff. He has to be somebody. He, he is somebody. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He. I looked it up. Um, Shit. Yeah. If you have something else to say, I'm gonna look it okay. up. And figure um, it out. Yeah. But so I, I think it'd be interesting. Like they really introduced a lot of people, and I think they did a good job of um, kind of having everybody. Uh. I don't know, like, they introduce a lot of names and a lot of, like, really cool actors, and, um, I'm, I, I just think it's, like, they did a great job with, like, they didn't, it, this is the first film, they didn't do the dumb origin story again, we all know, they didn't do, like, yeah. okay, we're only gonna have five characters because everybody will get confused, like, they trusted the audience, uh, which a lot of people just won't do, so, um, I think that was a really good move. Um, I'm trying to find who this guy is too. Yeah, it's 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 one of those goddamn it moments because I believe I just saw who he is. Uh-huh. Um, I know he was on uh, Orange Is the New Black as the brother. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I've not seen who he is. Oh, the Tinkerer. Got it. Uh, Phineas Mason, the Tinkerer. His name is Michael Chernus. Uh, okay. Let me make sure it's him. Uh, might not be. Yes, Orange is the New Black. Yep. Yeah, so he, he plays nice. the Tinkerer. So let's see who that is. Uh, some dude that makes shit. Okay, got it. <laughs> um, another funny thing is the guy, uh, he was in 
Captain America, the first Avenger, mm-hmm. he was, um, uh, he was kind of like just, he was just one of the guys that was with Captain America, um, like out in the, uh, he was in, um, one of the Howling Commando, he was one of the Howling Commando mm-hmm. guys, um, I think his name was Jim, uh, Marita. Okay. He served alongside Captain America in World War II. His photo is on display in the principal's office when Peter has his meeting with Principal Morita in Spider-Man Homecoming. The principal of Peter Parker's school was in the Howling Commandos with Captain America. So that was an interesting Well, that's got to be why uh, the entire school runs off of Captain America DVDs, right? (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Um, another funny one is, uh, Liz, uh, one of her friends, uh, might be, uh, her name's Cindy, Mm -hmm. so she could potentially be Cindy Moon, aka Silk, Mm -hmm. which I don't really know who that is, but, you know, just something I saw in passing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, like, they're, they got a ton of room to grow is a really good start. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I just think it's in a, in a era of origin movies right now. That's like, okay. Yeah. yeah I know how like the X-Men got together. Like I know how Batman's parents died. <laughs> so like, I, I, it was really good that they just got right into it. Um, yeah. We need a lot more of yeah. that. Uh, of just like especially with the idea of that we could get you know a possible you know fantastic four marvel collaboration we could possibly get an x-men marvel collaboration finally yeah we don't need Um, to see more of the same shit that we've been seeing over and over again already no yeah get get right into it get into one of the heavy Mm storylines um of of those characters um origins are done and done if you want to do an origins um, I would say don't do it in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, like maybe save it for like a later, a later movie, mm-hmm. kind of like an intro to people who have missed out on, uh, the original movies, you know, like years down the line. So, you know, pump out a couple movies and then when it starts to get stale, maybe, Maybe try it. I don't know. There's there's a lot of room for it, but we definitely don't need it now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's some great stuff going uh going out there. Uh, go definitely see Spider-Man: Homecoming as well. Um, get your eyes on the Insomniac Spider-Man mm-hmm. game coming out in 2018. Uh, that's gonna be awesome. For sure. But I think that's about all we have for Spider-Man. Uh, we did some digging, talked about some, uh, uh, talked about some, like Easter eggs and cool stuff that was mm-hmm. in Homecoming. Just talked about some of our favorite things, Spider-Man in video games yep. and movies. So, um, as always, if you guys get the chance, head over to Facebook.com/backslashMammothGamesInc. Uh, tag that like button and check out all of the top news and stuff that we post on a daily basis. Uh, all the likes, comments, and shares over there, we really appreciate. We've been doing a ton of streaming as well, um, even gearing up now for our D&D run, which could potentially kick off tomorrow. 
Um, so follow us uh, on Twitter to know when we go live over on Twitch. On Twitter, it's at Mammoth Games Inc. Uh, on Twitch, uh, just look up Mammoth Games Inc. or twitch.tv backslash Mammoth Games Inc. And that'll get you access to myself, Filter Cord, Tasty Pasta Man, even some of our friends that we've had on the show before, like uh, Ed's X Wing. Um, and uh, yeah, we appreciate all the follows over there, too, guys. But uh, for our Spider Man podcast, for MGI, for myself, Night Sword, and, uh, Night Swarm, and Filter Cord, uh, thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next time.